Hi everyone, welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I am so glad you decided to take a few moments out of your day and listen. Can I ask you a favor? Would you be willing to share this podcast with just one friend? You can even do it over text message or social media. It's really super easy and I would greatly appreciate it. Now today we are back in our series on the Daughters of Eve and you might be wondering what I meant by the title Female Equality. This is a topic that has been discussed for hundreds of years and birthed numerous movements and is the theme for numerous films and books over the years. Now for all of you Jane Austen fans, I include myself in that category. This tended to be the heart of many of Jane Austen's books as she wove a story of love about two people who were often in different social circles. Most of the women in Miss Austen's books were left destitute after her father died and the inheritance going to the next male kin, or he only had daughters, meaning that when he died, they would get nothing. Well, those women could have taken a page out of the book from the daughters of Zelophad. Who? I know. I wasn't familiar with their story either until a couple of years ago. You probably thought like I did that the book of Numbers was more about counting and God giving laws. And while this is the case, there are several interesting stories scattered throughout the book, like the sisters who were a total of five. Almost sounds like the Bennett sisters from Pride and Prejudice. Just a little different circumstances, different time period, and a slightly different name. Mala, Noah, Holga, Milka, and Tirza. I did not know if I pronounced those right or not, but that was my best guess. Now, even though Moses would not enter the promised land himself, he did help with the dividing of the land, giving a portion to each tribe and the families within the tribe. However, these sisters had a problem. Their father never had any sons, only these sisters five, and they thought this was unfair. Listen to what they had to say in Numbers 27 verses 2 through 4. And they stood before Moses and before Eleazar the priest and before the princes and all the congregation by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Our father died in the wilderness, and he was not at the company of them that gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah, but died in his own sin and had no sons. Why should the name of our father be done away from among his family because he hath no son? Give unto us therefore a possession among the brethren of our father." Can I just say that was pretty bold? Women were not looked upon as equal to men. They were meant to marry, keep house, and bear children. But these women were not afraid to take a stand for something they believed was wrong, even if that meant breaking a few traditions. I think it's fair to also point out that they were pretty smart. They were aware of what was taking place and what that meant for them. The land was being divided by tribe to all eligible males. And since their father did not have sons, his name would be forgotten. They wanted an inheritance, one that would ensure that their father would be honored. Not to mention, if they never married, they would have land that they could work and have a secure future. Moses was at a loss. He didn't know how to answer that since no other women had ever dared to point out this flaw, let alone five all at once in front of everyone. But like a good godly leader, Moses took his questions to God, seeking his wisdom in this matter. I love God's reply to Moses. It's found in verses 7 through 11. The daughters of Zelophad speak right. Thou shalt surely give them a possession of an inheritance among their father's brethren, and thou shalt cause the inheritance of their father to pass unto them. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a man die and have no son, 
Then ye shall cause his inheritance to pass unto his daughter. And if ye have no daughter, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his brethren. And if ye have no brethren, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his father's brethren. And if his father have no brethren, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his kinsman that is next to him of his family, and he shall possess it. And it shall be unto the children of Israel a statue of judgment as the Lord commanded Moses. This is amazing. Think about it. The courage these women had to speak out about something they believed was wrong added a new law to the books. One that meant other women in a similar situation as theirs would be provided and taken care of generations from now. You could say that these women made their mark in history as the first to seek equality. I do want to be clear that they were not seeking to rival the men, nor were they out to stir the pot. They simply saw that there was a problem, that women would suffer if this wasn't dealt with, and they brought it to the attention of those in authority. They were not rude, violent, they were respectful and acted with discretion. To be fair to Moses, it had probably not even crossed his mind. But he was receptive and brought their case before the Lord. I also love how God detailed his response. He did not brush it aside or just give them what they needed. He took the time to go through all the scenarios. If a man have no sons, then it goes to the daughters. If he has no daughters, then it goes to the brethren and on down the line. God is a God of details. He cares about the little things, even land problems. These women had the courage to speak up. I know that it is not always easy, but there will be times when we must take a stand to speak out against things that are wrong. On that note, I want to make one other point. We need to be mature so that we can discern what matter requires us to speak out and one that isn't. Sometimes we can get caught up in the little debates, really causing more problems and sowing discord among the brethren. We need to be very careful about what we raise our voices against, which means we need to spend time in God's word, letting him guide our words and giving us wisdom about how to use them for good. What these women did was right. They asked the right questions and ensured that others in a similar situation be taken care of in the future. And this was not the last time these women would be in the middle of a debate. When we jump over to chapter 36 of Numbers, we see that they are once more the topic of discussion, this time by the men of the tribe of Gilead. They were concerned about the land trading hands to another tribe if one of the girls married someone outside of their tribe. This would mean that the tribe of Gilead would lose land and they felt this was not right. Listen to Moses' reply in verses 6 through 9 of chapter 36. This is the thing which the Lord doth command concerning the daughters of Zelophad, saying, Let them marry to whom they think best, only to the family of the tribe of their father shall they marry. So shall not the inheritance of the children of Israel remove from tribe to tribe, for every one of the children of Israel shall keep himself to the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. And every daughter that possesseth an inheritance in any tribe of the children of Israel shall be wife unto one of the family of the tribe of her father, that the children of Israel may enjoy every man the inheritance of his fathers. Neither shall the inheritance remove from one tribe to another tribe, but every one of the tribes of the children of Israel shall keep himself to his own inheritance. Again, the Lord agreed with what was being said, but he did something special for these women. Did you catch it? Let them marry whom they think best. He gave them the freedom to choose. 
something that was usually denied to most women of their day. This reveals the heart of God, that he values women over and over. We read this in scripture. Women like Hagar and Leah were seen by God in their deepest moments of hurt and need. Hannah was heard by God when she poured out her heart to him. And so was Rebecca when she approached God with her fear during pregnancy. God loves us and cares about us, even down to choosing a spouse. These women were at the center of two new laws that benefited women, which is pretty incredible. But they were women of character and obedient to the law. Listen to verses 10 and 11. Even as the Lord commanded Moses, so did the daughters of Zelophad. For Mala, Tirzah, and Holgah, and Milcah, and Noah, the daughters of Zelophad, were married unto their fathers, brothers, sons. They were women who abided by the word of the Lord, and examples of what we are to be today. We need to obey God's commands, to be servants ready to do the master's bidding, no matter what, and without hesitation. I also want to make one last point. We have been given a precious gift by God gift of choice, and it should never be treated lightly. We must let him guide our steps every day. May we follow the example of these brave women who took a stand for what was right, willing to speak up in a time when many women were silent and change things for the better, but were quick to obey God's command. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for taking just a few moments to listen. And don't forget to share this podcast with a friend or two. And remember that the newest edition of the Sit Still My Daughter magazine is now available. It is filled with amazing stories that will encourage and uplift your feminine heart. I pray you have a wonderful day, my friends. Remember, you can sit still in the presence of your Heavenly Father because He loves you with an everlasting love and He will always do what is best for you. Thank you.